My brothers and sisters in the Lord, I think all of us in our life and in our experiences have those opportunities in which we have experienced rejection. Whether in our families, at our workplaces, in our schools, with our friends, or because we were not chosen for, them, for the team, or whatever the case may be, we've all had those experiences of being rejected. There was a comedian who was speaking once and he said that when he was young, they used to play the game spin the bottle. And the way they played spin the bottle is if the bottle landed on a female, she either had the choice to kiss the guy or to give him a dollar. And he said by the time he was 17 years old, he had enough money to buy a car. <laughs> Rejection. We've all experienced it. But you see, my brothers and sisters, we have a Messiah that was rejected. We have a God that was rejected. And that's one of the main points that Jesus is making in the parable today as he's speaking once again to the religious leaders. There was a landowner, God the Father, who built a beautiful vineyard. All the blessings that we have received, the goodness of the Lord. And he placed tenants in the vineyard. That's all of us. And then at the proper time, he sent his servants to collect the harvest. And certainly, Jesus speaking to the Pharisees, the Sadducees, and the scribes, he was speaking particularly about the Old Testament prophets. That God had sent the prophets to bring the people of Israel back to him. To rend their hearts and not their garments. For repentance and reconciliation. But what did they do to the prophets? They rejected them. Just as we hear in the parable, some they killed, some they stoned, some they threw out of the vineyard. He sent more of his servants, and they did the same thing. And so what did the vineyard owner say? I will send my son. And that's what God did. Because Jesus became as like in all things except sin. He walked our earth and he died our death. But Jesus, my brothers and sisters, he is the rejected Messiah. He was rejected from his hometown. As he was there in Nazareth, reading from the scroll of the prophet Isaiah. And the townspeople got very angry, and they tried to throw him off the cliff. I know sometimes you want to throw me off a cliff, but same thing. So he was rejected there. And certainly, my brothers and sisters... He was rejected by his own people, his own nation. They crucified him. He was rejected by his own religious leaders, the faith he grew up in. And so what we learn, my brothers and sisters, is that in all of this, Jesus walks with us in those times of rejection. Even as difficult they may be, even as hurtful that they may be. And what does Jesus say to the Pharisees and the scribes? Have you never read? Have you never heard? At the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone? 
Of course they heard that. It's Psalm 18. In fact, Psalm 18 is one of the most common verses quoted in the New Testament. The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. It's quoted in the Acts of the Apostles when they were speaking to the elders. It's quoted in the first letter of St. Peter, just for some examples. The stone, Jesus, that the builders rejected, that the leaders rejected, that the people rejected, has become the cornerstone. Because he has risen from the dead and now is seated at the right hand of the Father where he shall come to judge the living and the dead. And so my brothers and sisters, because Jesus has been rejected, what does that tell us about our own experiences of rejection? One of the first things that reminds us of, my brothers and sisters, is this. When we experience rejection, in whatever form it may take, we can never give up the fight. We can never give up the faith. Because oftentimes when we experience rejection, we want to sit there in our own little pity party and feel sorry for ourselves. Nobody wants me. Nobody loves me. Nobody this, nobody that. Yada, 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 yada. And we're so good at that because it makes us feel better, we think. But it doesn't increase our faith. It doesn't strengthen us. It's actually a doorway in order for Satan to enter in, to tear us down and not build us up. As St. Paul says, we must fight the good fight, finish the race, keep the faith, so that on the last day, praise God, we may wear the crown of eternal glory. Even in experiences of rejection, even those hardest experiences of rejection. Maybe you were rejected by your parents or one of your parents. Or maybe you have children who have rejected you and turned their back on you. And those are very difficult experiences. But we draw strength from Christ Jesus, who is the suffering and rejected Messiah who makes all things new. And the second thing that we remember about rejection, my friends, is this. Rejection helps us to grow in spiritual maturity, and it helps us to reach out to others who have been rejected themselves, who have been rejected by society, who have been rejected by the ones they love. An interesting and true story. You may know this. But most of you, if not all of you, are familiar with the beautiful statue, the beautiful sculpture of David. David, every time I go to Florence, it's one of the favorite places I love to visit, the academy where the statue of David is. And most of you are familiar with that it was carved by the great artist Michelangelo from a single block of marble. It wasn't piecemeal together. One block of marble, about 18 feet high. What I didn't know about the story until I was there at the academy and was listening to one of the guides was this. Michelangelo was not the first man to work on that piece of marble. That marble was first worked on by an earlier artist by the name of Deduccio. And Deduccio, when he saw that 
18 feet high piece of marble, thought it was a beautiful piece of marble, and he started to carve. And he wanted to carve one of the Old Testament prophets or figures, but he just couldn't get it right. And finally he gave up and he said, this piece of marble is worthless. No one can do anything with it. And he left it there, all chopped up, much thinner than it was before when he started. But that rejected piece of marble, the piece of marble that Dutro said you could not do anything with, is the one that Michelangelo took and he carved the statue that we have been admiring for 500 years. You see, my brothers and sisters, that which is rejected can be made new. That which is rejected, God can use for his glory and for his honor so that we may go forth to bear great fruit. My dear friends, as we continue our walk of being disciples, let us remember that in those experiences of rejection, Jesus has been there. Jesus has walked that walk, and he has overcome. And he gives us the grace and the strength, if we trust in him, to overcome as well. And when we do overcome, and when we do pass over, we are more beautiful as a disciple than we were before it occurred. That's the growth of Christian maturity. That's the growth of being a disciple. And that's the ability that you and I have to reach a hand out today to whoever is experiencing rejection or loneliness or anything else who needs to be able to see the face of God through us.